Good morning, saints. Hallelujah. Let me just pray. Father, we just thank you for a beautiful day. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We submit your authority. We submit your glory, your grace, and your love, and your power. We thank you for a gift of life. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for your blessings this day. We thank you for your new bread of life that you've given us, and the new blessings, and the new comfort, and the new victories that you've given us. We thank you for newness of everything today. We bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Job says that the bread of the Almighty God has made me. The bread of God gives me life. And the bread of Almighty God has made me. And the Lord says that it is a new day. He says that do not remember the past. I'm doing a new day. Today, it is a new day. Yesterday has passed. Today, you need to breathe the new breath that Christ has given you. Today, you need to forget about yesterday's pain. Forget about yesterday's failure. It's a new day. God has given you a new, brand new day today. So, anticipate in your mind, in your subconscious, new things. Don't look at the world according to yesterday's eyes. Don't look at people according to what they've done previously. See them like they are new people. See the world like it's a new world. That's how God wants us to live every day. Because he says that, see, I'm doing a new thing. The problem is how we, inter it's not, the problem is not at the world, but it's how we interpret the world. The problem is our perception in each and every situation. Have a new perception about life. See, interpret the world like it's a new world. Interpret people like like it's new people. You know what? Forgiveness would love. Don't go to your subconscious and say that, okay, my familiar thoughts tell me that, okay, this is familiar grounds. This is how things are being done. And then this is how I should interpret these people. These people are like, you interpret people with stereotypes. We look at, we expect people according to self fulfilling prophecies that we put in our mind, in our sub, that are in our subconscious. It shouldn't be like that. The Lord says that. Forget the past. I'm doing a new day, a new thing. It's a new day today. Today you've received a new spirit. Today you have received. The, it says, you know what? Biology, even the quantum physics mention, even physics mention, each and every day man receives a new spleen. You receive a new spirit. You receive each and every day when you are sleeping. There is replenishing that's happening in your mind and in your body. You receive new synapses that goes to your brain. There is renewal that happens when you are sleeping. God gives you something new each and every day. You receive every three months, you receive a new liver. You are not aware of that unless if it's damaged. That's what the angels and the Lord does for you each and every day. So also train your mind to forget things. And see them as if it's a new, like it's a brand new world. It's brand new people. And you will see the victory of the Lord. That's a key to working in love. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm reading Luke chapter 5. And it says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed unto him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people 
out of the boat. You know what I like about this scenario? Before God can act in your life and give you a breakthrough, you have to give him a foundation of something to work on. You have to sacrifice. You have to, this Peter, when he gave the Lord Jesus Christ his boat, it was like a seat. Your seat can be your tithe. Your seat can be your offering. Your seat, it can be you, the boat, it can be you giving Jesus Christ something that is valuable. Because a boat, it's something that is valuable for catching fish. So Jesus could not have a place to stand on. He needed something to stand on. So he asked Peter to use his boat. He stood on his boat. And the boat, it can be your heart as well. Because your heart is very valuable. Your heart, you open it up to that which you like or that which you love. So Peter gave the Lord Jesus that which is valuable. Also you, today, give the Lord Jesus Christ your heart so that he can work in you. Hallelujah. And he sat down and he taught the people out of the boat. This is the foundation that Jesus Christ, because the Lord Jesus was coming. He knew the end. Remember the Lord, he knows the end in the beginning. He knows the end in the beginning. So he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew the, that which he wanted to do in Peter's life. So also you, when the Lord come into your life, he knows the end that he's going to bring, the end result of the fruit of the life that you want to give you in your heart. And now when he was, hallelujah, I thank the Lord. Verse 4, and now when he has sit speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon said unto him, master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. You know, this situation, it's just, I'm thinking of a businessman. You've tried all strategies. You've tried all plans and everything to make your business work. But still things are not happening, are not working for your business. It's like you are toiling. It becomes a drag every day. You ask yourself, oh God, am I going to make sales? What's going to happen? It's like Peter was at a point where he has given up. I mean, he worked hard. He used all the strategies that he know that of fishing. He used, I mean, he probably used uh, uh, even reds because they used lots of things. He used worms or whatever to make sure that he just fishes all the strategies that people know how to catch fish. And he did that the whole night he toiled, but he still could not catch fish. It's like that sometimes when you go through your situation, through your business or through some situation of life, where you try this and you try to mix this and patch this with that and trying to figure out life on your own, trying to be successful on your own, according to your knowledge, according to your efforts, you're trying to say that, okay, you know, if maybe if I can try this or if I can go borrow that or if I can run there. That's a situation what Peter was. It was tiring and it made him tired to the point where he gave up. I like the Lord Jesus Christ. God comes when you have given up. When you have came to the end of yourself in your situation. In any situation that you go through. When you come to the end of yourself. When you have given up. That's when God steps in. So God stepped in in the morning when Peter has toiled all night. And he used something. As a foundation, as a key, as a contact point to bless Peter, his boat. 
your boat, it can be your heart where you say, you surrender in your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I give up. I've worked hard. I've toiled. I'm giving you my heart. And I like this. It says that Peter said that, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. After Peter was finished, after Peter was tired, after he has done everything to work hard to make his business work, the Lord Jesus says that, let down the boats, go fish again. And he answers his same, tell him that I've toiled the whole night. But nevertheless, at thy word, I will go. I like, you know, there's a principle that God, that Peter is mentioning here, which the Lord mentioned in Romans 10 verse 10. This is the principle that the Lord wants us to approach each and every situation in life. There are keys, there are principles, there are systems to life in the Bible. This is the key and the system and the principle in the in, in the Bible that the word of God is mentioning. And it's the key and the principle that psychology is mentioned. It's the key and the principle that even quantum physics is mentioning. Even neuro-linguistic programming, it's mentioning it, that this is the key to life. This is how to approach to life, to break through. It is ro- mentioned in, in Romans 10 verse 10. It says, for with, a, with, with the heart, men believe. If you believe, the law of attraction says that if you believe anything, you believe from your heart. The heart, it has magnets. The heart works faster than the mind. The magnets that are, if you love something with your heart, you attract it faster unto you. Now, here is the word of God. The Lord is speaking through Paul, say that if you believe from the heart, if you believe unto that, if you believe from your heart, it is a principle that man has mentioned in their knowledge. It says that if you believe unto in your heart unto righteousness, and your belief that you believe in your heart, it doesn't stop in your heart, but you confess it with your mouth. That's what the law of attraction teaches. That was neuro-linguistic programming teaches say that when you believe something in your heart and you speak it with your mouth, then you will get results. So the Lord say that if you believe in your heart unto righteousness and you confess with your mouth, it will result into salvation. It's there in Romans 10 verse 10. It's the key to any breakthrough in your life. Peter, he said, Lord, he believed with his heart. He said, Lord, nevertheless, at thy word. And before Peter could, before he could believe that word, there's another key that I'm seeing as well of Romans. I think it's Romans 10 Hallelujah. Let me go to it. It's Romans 10, 21, where he, it says, the word of God say that, how can they hear the word unless somebody tell them? And how can somebody tell them unless somebody is being sent? They can only hear faith. Remember, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So Peter had to hear the word. Which word did he hear to have? He had to hear the word of Jesus. It's a key and principle of life. When you are depressed, when you are low and down and under, you don't go sitting on your mind and like condemning yourself and saying that, hey, 
am a failure. That is a key to depression. Oh, it's, in our family, we always fail. Oh, this thing is always difficult. I always hit a brick wall. You know, I don't succeed in this area. No, 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 no. You need to get out of that mind. You need to get out of that mindset and go where you can hear the word of God. Go to something positive where you can hear the good news. When you hit a break wall, when you hit a point, when you reach a point of depression, when you hit a point of worry, don't entertain worry. It will take you to something to failure. We do not entertain worry. When you come to a point of worry, seek for the word of God. Read your Bible or listen to, 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 to preachings or just listen to gospel music. The word of God say that, how can they know? They, somebody must hear the word of God, but how can they hear the word of God? Somebody must be sent. And somebody must preach it to them, and that person must be sent. The Lord Jesus Christ came to Peter. He was sent of God. He preached the word to Peter. He said unto him, go and let down. Go and fish again. And Peter believed the word that the Lord Jesus said from his heart. And he confessed. He didn't just believe it. It's because your faith, you don't just believe in your heart. If you, your faith, if you're going to believe it just in your heart and not confessing it, it is useless. There will be no manifestation. What you believe God to do for you, what you love. Remember, faith works with love. For your faith to be effective, for your faith to bring manifestation, you have to love that thing that you're believing and trusting God for. You have to love that thing that you're standing on faith for. Don't believe God for with something that your heart is half-hearted and you, your heart is not fully in it. It will not work. If you want that car, you need to love it with, with your heart. If you want your marriage to work, you need to love your husband or your partner with, with, with your heart. If you want prosperity, you need to love prosperity, which are that I love peace and I want prosperity. You need to love that thing which you want. It has to, 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 to consume your heart. That is the key for excellent faith because faith works with love and it works also on the other flip side of the coin. That if you do not love people, you will not see the manifestation of your faith. There must be faith and love are twins. Hence, faith, it's that it must, you must, the Lord said that you must believe from your heart. And when you finish believing from your heart, you confess. You confess that which, which, which is inside of your mouth. It is unto confession with your mouth that salvation comes. You confess what is inside of your mouth. Remember, your heart is like your subconscious. You introduce your subconscious, that which you love and that which you want. And then you start confessing it with your mouth. And as you confess it with your mouth, that which you confess with your mouth, it will be tested. Because the word of God said, each and the each and every faith it get tested there is no faith that doesn't get tested but the word of god it says in hebrews 6 verse 15 it says we must be like those who patiently endure after they have endured they receive the promise the word of god said let me just read it hebrews 16 hebrews 6 15 it says that Abraham, he patiently endured. After he has enjoyed, he received a promise. Remember, Abraham, he was a father. The Lord promised him that he will have a child. He was a father of many nations that at the age of 99, he will have a child. And he did not get the promise immediately. 
I mean, God, he even had to delay his promise for 20 more years. Now think about this. All these years, at age 99, you're thinking, you're confessing, you're telling people that you're going to have a child. And still God allow your faith to be tested and he, he lengthened that process with 20 more years. That's why the word of God said that to your faith add diligence. Faith is hard work. There's nothing in the kingdom of God that comes easy. You work for things in the kingdom of God. I sometimes see people when they have faith, they have faith today, they believe today, and then tomorrow it's forgotten. Then they think about something else. Faith is something that happens in the mind, and as you think about it, it goes to your subconscious, and it becomes your identity. And as it becomes your identity, then the neurotransmitters in your mind, they will release your thoughts. It has liquid form, and that liquid form, it is the one that manifests things in your body hallelujah let me read hebrews 16 verse 15 it says and so after he had patiently endured he obtained the promise i'll start um verse 13 for when god made a promise to abraham because he could swear by no one greater he swore by himself saying surely blessing i will bless thee and multiplying, I will multiply thee. This is the promise that the Lord gave to Abraham. But it did not just happen instantly. Abraham had that word that day. He believed and he started confessing and telling people that I am a father of many nations. And he did not just do in one way. It did not happen just week, but he was diligent to it. For years, he kept on standing on the word and confessing one thing. He was diligently and he was patiently and he was loving himself every time looking outside, looking at the stars. And telling people, that's the number of my children. That's how faith works. That's how God wants to, as you confess faith, as you believe faith, it changed the structure of your brain. As the structure of your brain changes, that's how Christ gets formed in your life. Salvation is real. Faith is real. Faith must be, faith must give you life. How does the word become life in you? How does the word of God become life? The word of God has to cease from existing in the Bible, but it has to become a life in us because we are the working word of God. This word of God, it was meant to live inside of us, in our mind, in our bodies, and in our hearts. It has to become a life inside of us in the generation that we come, we're living in. Because we are living in the times now where they're saying that they are programming the Bible in the computers. We are living in the 22nd, in the 22nd generation, in the 22nd uh, revolution of generation, in the, of time of technology. The time that we're living in, in the time is a 22nd revolutionary day of technology. It is a time of the robotic. They say they're going to put the robots, they will put neuro-linguistic programming in the robots and they put psychology in the robots and the word in the robots and the robots will network and integrate that with the word and everything and i said it will be so perfect but the only thing that was lacking that will be lacking it will be the spirit of god imagine a robot delivering people yes a robot will deliver you because it will look at your brain structure it will look at your heart it will tell you the type of diseases that is inside of you and if you act like this or if you think like this it will result into that and that and that it will tell you that this thought it will result to die blood and the cause of that is because of this it's because your dna structure is like this that's what the robot will do because it will take it will use urogronomics inside of it because it will be programmed according to urogronomics urogronomics is what we use it's it's 
a way when you take different school of thoughts, like you take something from psychology, from philosophy, from quantum, from the Bible, and then you edit one to make something and so that you interpret to the world so that they can understand. That's how those robots will be like. That's the world that we're going through, that we're going to. But only those robots, they will not have the spirit. Yes, they will deliver people in knowledge, but the spirit of God, it will not be there. So the honors, it's up to us, children of God. We need to grow. We need to grow. Let us not just read the Bible like a story. Let us not just be read the Bible like once of. Let us be diligent and be determined that the principle of the word of God, God get inculcated inside of you, inside your subconscious, that it becomes your model of operation. It changes you. It changes your behavior. You become like that. There are systems and keys in the word of God that can change behavior of men and men's thinking and men's interpretation. We, we, we need to grow to that level. God, the spirit of God wants people that will grow to a certain level. Human beings that, that will mature to a certain level that will operate at a different dimension. That's what we need to be serious with the word of God and cause this word of God and pray for this word of God to become alive and become real inside of us to change the structure and the brain of how we think and see things. I'm sorry for going hard on you like this, but that's how... It's, it's the spirit that is inside of me. It's the revelation that I'm getting and it's what the spirit of God is dealing inside of me that man, there is so much to man, but we are lazy. We are lazy in reading the word of God. We are lazy in being diligent. We are lazy in hungering to see the principles of faith and implementing them to see them working for them you need to test the word of god the lord jesus said he said come test me and try me we need to test the word of god you need to test it and say test it for yourself and say i want to see if it will work for me hallelujah hallelujah let us continue with our text in uh, john in luke 5 shatakalaba sita mashatakalaba sita kalaba shita it says that and when they had done and when they had this done they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net broke i mean after peter has given jesus christ his boat after he believed in the word of jesus christ and he confessed and he went to catch fish again he captured a great multitude of fish and to the point that it broke their net. Because now the owner of life, the life giving was there. They encountered life. It was like a Paul scenario where you encountered life again. Remember the Lord Jesus said that in me is life. He says, I'm the bread of life. In me there is life. There is life in abundance. That is Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ went, Peter didn't know that he was standing with life in front of him. That's why when he, his eyes opened, he said, get away from me. It says there, let, let us go. And they beckoned unto their, after that, they, and they beckoned unto their partners who were in the bo other boat that they should come and help them. And they came and filled the boats so that they began to sink. They, their catch, it was so great. It, 
it overflowed to the other boats of their partners. The Lord, the miracle that he gave Peter there, it was not only for his generation, but it was for the next generation. It was a business. When the Lord come, he blesses your business. It is not about you. It is about you. I mean, it blessed that business, that the boat, the fact that they gave other men that way, they were fishing with them, that they used their boat to fill them with their wood with fish and their boats were overflowing their fish of those other men it means that the whole if it was a city if it was the location the whole of them were provided with the fish that peter catch that was a business for 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 peter and not only for him for his friends as well because sometimes when you toil and go through things when you go through your suffering and your struggle sometimes it's not for you sometimes it is for your for your generation sometimes it is for your for 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 for, for your city Sometimes it is for other people that have been gone through the same struggling. So the Lord wants you to taste that so that you can go and help them and tell them that this is how I've made it. So Peter was a key to bless other people. Peter was a key that the Lord Jesus to bless other people in that time that we're living in. Hallelujah. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He was scared. Remember that the human mind cannot handle new things. It can't handle new things at all. So now this is something new. Peter was used to just going through the motions. He was dragging himself through life. He's not used to a new life. And now he's encountering the giver of life. He's encountering life itself, Jesus Christ. And he just gives him a miracle. Bam. And he responds with what? With fear. That's what the subconscious mind does. Because it likes familiar grounds. It's like me. Could this be me? I mean, somebody has to come now to teach Peter how to act in prosperity. Somebody has to come and teach Peter now to get used to the now prosperity. How to behave in prosperity. How to see himself as a prosperous person in Jesus. Uh, Verse 13, it says, verse 9. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the drought of the fish which they had taken. They were all astonished about the newness that the Lord Jesus Christ has given them. When you have surrendered all that you have, the Lord gives you a new life. He gave them prosperity, and now they were astonished about the new life that the Lord has given them. It is like that when we are in Christ Jesus. He said that I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. May the Lord bless you as you think about this thing, as you implement the principles of faith. We need to rise up to the level of the word of God, to the level not only of the word of God, but to the level of the spirit that is in the word of God. For this time that we are living in, I said, we are living in the 22nd generation of technology. We are living in the 22nd uh, 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 revolution of technology. This is the 22nd industrial revolution technology. This is the time that we're living in. So we need to raise our standard in everything. When it comes to knowledge, we need to, God must give some people the gift of knowledge need to manifest them more in our time. And also, you know, when people that are grown, people that are matured, at their understanding, it grows they don't the mistakes that we that we do that we that the people of the, our time that should be doing it shouldn't be like the mistakes of the people that were living in the 18th century oh no 
because knowledge is the more now. So now since we are approaching, since we are in the time of the 22nd Industrial Revolution, our knowledge should be up. It should be up. It should be up and the modality of our operation, it will be it should be at a high standard of life of perfection so that we should be relevant to the world because the same knowledge that we have in the word of God, it, it is accessible to them in their way, in the way of science. We need to raise up our standard, our roof in Christ Jesus and the level of our faith to perfection. And only the grace of God shall do that. May the Lord raise up the level of faith in you. May the Lord give you the spirit of faith. May the Lord give you a love for his word. May the Lord put a hunger and a thirst for righteousness inside of you. May the Lord prosper you. May the Lord give you a prosperity like the same of Peter, of life and abundance as you surrender your heart to him. Shalom.